Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 76 of the Ringside Rundown podcast, brought to you by TWM.News. My name is Eric Vasquez, and joining me on the line is my podcasting partner in crime. Yes, that rhymes. She is Shay Hickson. Shay, what's going on, my friend? What is going on on this nice uh, Tuesday night? Yeah, and nice, easy going Tuesday night for us. We're on a roll with these Tuesday night episodes. I know it's <laughs> you got to get used to them for a little bit, but I think we're starting to we're starting to get the hang of it. I feel like yeah, WrestleMania is going to ruin that though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what a sentence right there! WrestleMania is going to ruin our plans because yeah. it is on two nights. Uh, we still haven't ironed out the details of how we're going to go about the recording. Uh, but like you said, it is WrestleMania season, so we have a lot to talk about for those that are new to this podcast listening for the first time what we do here is we answer your questions and and comments that are sent into us via social media on our twitter account at ringside rundown we answer your questions we have a little back and forth about what's going on in the wrestling world and like you said it's wrestlemania season so we got a lot of stuff to cover today don't we Oh, we got, uh, as far as I could count, 20 questions. Hopefully I can still count, so that helps. Um, Yeah, so we got got quite a few things to talk about today. All right, well, we might as well just get right into it. What is the first question on the docket? All right, we're going to, we're going to switch things up from our usual format. We're going to start with uh, Jack's questions. So Jack, thank you as always. Mm -hmm. Uh, His first question is, what did we think of the Four Pillars promo on Dynamite? He thought it was great. Um, he didn't like some of the insider info, like when uh, they mentioned Jericho's job guy, but they moved past that quickly enough for him. Uh, he thought Darby was awesome, really fired up while showing a comedic side, and also never, ever, ever bring a cake to ringside. Yeah, usually when cakes yeah. or any type of food items are, are, are part of wrestling, it never goes well. No, something someone's going to eat it, literally and figuratively, and MJF did. Um as far as the promo, yeah, I thought it was, um, I liked how they did it because of it. at the at first when Jungle Boy came out, I'm like, oh, wow, are we really going to do this already? And then mm-hmm. then you had Sammy and I had to like, you know, audibly groan because, you know, how we feel about Sammy and the Jericho Appreciation Society. And then Darby <laughs> came out and I'm like, oh, I see what we're doing here. But I do have a little bit of a problem and I'm not the only one that had this problem. You keep talking about all these pillars, you know, you're kind of forgetting one major pillar here. Mm, who would that be? That would be uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Where's she been? You know, you know, where's her, her pillar? Like, they even made a merch with her on it, for God's sake. So, you can't really say it's the pillars without her, but I digress. Um, hmm. No, I thought the promo was really good. It was kind of like what Jack said. It was very interesting to see Darby have kind of that little... Uh, comedic side to him where if i don't get my title shot i'm just gonna go complain about it on twitter it was just like a little kind of like wink wink nudge nudge kind of uh call back to some of the backstage issues AEW's had so yeah i appreciate the uh i appreciate the humor i appreciate you know everyone getting their chance to shine no one really felt like they were over like overlooked or outshined by anyone else um Mm -hmm. this is gonna be very interesting if the next his MJF's next title defense is going to be a uh, a four way. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, but my only worry is is if they do a four way and they do all the pillars, Sands, Britt Baker for yeah. obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it it'll just be 
I feel like they're blowing through everything so fast. I mean, I would have much rather them do this one by one, you know, him go yeah. through person one by one. I feel like the the multiple competitors interrupting the champion wanting a title shot deal is very uh WWE esque. Yeah. You know, they kind of yeah. do that a lot. And I, I don't I don't want uh AEW to follow the same path. I feel like if they fleshed out their stories they could have four really, really good matches, you know, or or three rather really good matches with like Jungle Boy on a solo. Darby Allen versus MJF solo would be great. I oh, feel yeah. like the build up to that would be phenomenal. Um, and you know, all the other pillars, you know, it'll be it'll be great. I feel like they could still pull this off. It's just it'll leave me with okay, what do you do next? Yeah, because you you kind of have a tall order ahead of you at that point where it's like okay, well he beat the supposed three pillars of AEW, of course, him being the other. And, you know, I mean, I could say that Brit, you haven't beaten Brit. So, I mean, can we go for that? Mm-hmm. But um, now, honestly, yeah, once you get three out of the four pillars, because technically he's considered a pillar himself, uh, what do you what do you do after that? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, what do you do next? I mean, you can go with like Wardlow, maybe, uh, no, if they can no. ever rebound with Wardlow. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. There, there's a lot you can do. It's just I feel like I don't want them to to blow through everything so quickly, you know. Yeah. I feel like the the smart thing they did with this is it, it showcases the young talent. I yes. think that's their bread and butter is showcasing their young talent and um, how they have a very big crop of good young talent, even including Sammy Guevara. As much yeah. as that, it pains me to say, uh, you know, they have yeah. a good crop of young talent, and I feel like this showcases them. I feel like MJF is the perfect champion for this uh, moment in AEW time. It's just a matter of how things go about, um, how they plan this out, if they're going to do a multi-man match or if they're going to just go one by one. I will say the segment was pretty good. I did enjoy my favorite parts were the Darby Allen parts. Because yeah. I feel like he doesn't, it wasn't his usual brooding, emo, hot topic sort of, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. promo. It was like, it was like he was talking like a regular person, you know, yeah. not like a character. He was talking like a regular person, taking some shots. And, you know, he knew what he was, he shows he's not like one dimensional. He knew what he was no. doing out there. So I think, I think the segment went really well. It's just, it leaves a lot of questions for yeah, well, that's how we tune. That's how they get you to tune in every week, and we can see mm-hmm. what happens. But, uh, but I do agree, it was a good segment. Um, my favorites were definitely Darby's too. Um, letting him just you know have a personality um, outside of brooding, uh, talking shit. I I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then MJF had his cake and ate it too. So yes, that's always the best part is when when the bad guy looks like an asshole. Yeah, and it's very easy for MJF to do that. So uh, <laughs> overall, I'd say it was a very good segment, in our opinion. Yeah, I, I think so. All right. Um, do we enjoy the elite soap opera storylines? Uh, Jack thinks it's good to get all those characters on track, like early AEW, get that one big story hot, like the bloodline. Yeah, it's just... I I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to, like pull at the heartstrings yeah um it just it just they're in a tough position creatively if they're trying to keep up with what wwe is doing i'm not saying that they are hopefully they're not hopefully they're paying attention to what they're doing but if they're trying to 
if they look at what WWE is doing and there and goes those organic storylines that they're developing that they've been developing for over a couple years now, yeah. um, maybe they're trying to capture that with the elite and Hangman Page. I just don't know if 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 can they do it? Can can they do it once? And if if the moment was there, you know, like I don't know, I don't I don't know. I'm not like up in arms over the elite getting back together with hangman page and like this being like a big homecoming, you know, um, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not enjoying the storyline. It just doesn't tug on my heartstrings just yet. Not yet. I mean, could it maybe, you never know. Maybe. I mean, it could happen, but mm-hmm. yeah, as of right now, it's like, you see what they're doing. You just kind of hope they don't go full. Oh, well we have to do almost maybe kind of sort of, but not really the bloodline storyline moment for moment just to, you know, because it worked for WWE, so it could work for us. It's like, right. eh, maybe, maybe not. So, uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see if that one will actually work. It kind of depends on, um, a lot of different factors. I think like a lot of things have to fall in place. Like you got to kind of have the right storyline. You got to have the not overdo it, but don't leave it too vague. So it's one of those you have to walk a very fine line with a storyline like this. So, uh, yeah, yeah, can they um, do it? Maybe. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I think, I feel like even now with AEW going on like what, four years old, everything yeah. that they do is kind of still experimental. Um, yeah. So how long is that going to last though? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, how, how much grace period do you give these guys? Um, so it's like, I see what they're trying to do. Hopefully the best thing I can say is hopefully they kind of spread this out don't hot shot it don't yeah. try to force everything all at once so we can get a bunch of different emotions figure out what emotions you want to evoke from your audience mm-hmm. and then plan it out you know yes. let it yeah. simmer let it burn you know the, the, the that's kind of the art of wrestling storytelling is yeah. the art of the slow burn the crescendo you know all that other stuff yeah so it's <laughs> like if they could pan it out i think they'd be in good shape I mean, tell us how we, how you would like us to feel, but don't force us there because we've said it before, uh, wrestling fans don't really like being told what to do. So make it natural. Don't force us into, oh, you have to feel a certain way because we did this thing. Like, let it come naturally. Let it just mature by itself. Yeah. That's the hardest thing is like, you're trying to do something organic in, in the age of social media. Even yeah. if you pull it off so well, not everybody's going to like it. So you can't take the the negative feedback to heart. You just got to yeah. kind of do what you do and, and uh, you know, hopefully it, it'll work out. I think, I think hope this was just the, like the first little inkling and not even yeah. that, because if you saw what happened when hangman turned around and the elite was behind him, automatically the show was over before they ran out of time so this is just like the smallest little step it's not even a full first step yet so we haven't even we haven't even scratched even picked at the surface just yet so um i'm gonna be interested in seeing what happens uh tomorrow or when you're listening to this it'd probably be today on AEW dynamite if they're gonna continue with that hangman page uh elite storyline the drama continues (laughs) perfect place to do it on tnt honestly exactly where all the drama lives (laughs) uh all right so first off before we even get to this question 
I'll just preface it by saying I somewhat told you guys so, but Uh-oh. I digress. Um, so Jack likes Taya Valkyrie, but he cannot okay. get excited about this feud with Jade because I've done the same angle with her a few times at this point. Yeah. Mm. I mean, honestly, you could have just he could have just stopped it at I just can't get excited. And that's it. Because <laughs> it's just one of those. And I, you'll have to check me just like if I'm being biased, tell me, or just like, tell me if you feel the same way at this rate, I can't really, there is no drama to this because it's just mm-hmm. like, aside from one singular person that I have mentioned 5,000 times on the show, <laughs> I can't see Jade losing to anybody else except obviously Statlander, but it's just because the way they've been building this up, it's almost just like you have no choice but to think that at this rate, because it's sad when even Taya Valkyrie, who was a fantastic wrestler, super good. Even that I'm just like, yeah, okay. That's not going to happen. Yeah. It's, um, Huh. The only the only thing that kind of that kind of hooks me into all of this is that, like you said, Taya Valkyrie is a phenomenal professional wrestler. She is a veteran. She's traveled all around the world honing her craft, so she knows what she's gonna be doing in there, and that can be a benefit to Jade because Jade I can hope. get somebody. In, yeah, Jade can get somebody in there that can. I hate to say it, but kind of carry her. I think she needs yes. to be carried a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, she she does so show signs of improvement and she's she's getting along well yeah. when they put her in those squash matches where obviously yeah. she's supposed to look dominant and she's supposed to just throw her weight around there because her opponent has no business being in the ring with her but that's not the story with Taya Valkyrie you can't really no. say that about her she's she's a pro's pro so uh this the one thing is like it's either going to be a benefit to Jade or it's going to expose her for not being ready for people like stat or people <sighs> like that. Cause like I've been clamoring for weeks. I've been saying the problem with Jade Cargill matches is that it doesn't show me anything. It doesn't show her nah. fighting from underneath. Like she, she can handle adversity in the ring. It doesn't show her against somebody that's trying to blow her up and work her cardio and all that stuff. We haven't seen none of that from her opponents because no. all of her opponents been feeders yeah know? i mean honestly it's just like <sighs> this will be very damning for jade regard or depending on how this match eventually goes because if even taya valkyrie can't pull a we can't even say good at this rate a decent match out of jade cargill that should tell you all you really need to know because who else can if someone like Taya Valkyrie can't, who else can possibly make Jade look good? Like, at yeah. all. That's the, that's the thing. Like I said, it's either going to be beneficial to her because she's going to be in there with a pro that can kind of work around her skill set. Or it's going to expose her for being just a little too green still. Still, which is sad because it's been how long now that she's had the belt? Long yeah, enough. Yeah, it's been a while. Long enough, we'll just say. But I, uh, yeah, I just... <sighs> It's so tough for me to get behind this because I just hope this isn't another kind of, again, like what Jack was saying, a rinse and repeat of, okay, well, the opponent gets a couple, like, licks in and, you know, maybe Jade's going to finally be, oh, okay, there's the boot, oh, there's Jade, okay, it's over. Like, that. thank you for wasting five minutes of my time that I'm never going to get back. Um, 
because it's just the same over and over and over again. And it still kills me to this day how every time there's a new opponent, oh, well, this is Jade's toughest challenge yet. This is Jade's toughest challenge yet. It's almost like, is it though? Because it doesn't really seem like it to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I, I'm excited to see Tay Valkyrie in an AEW ring. Don't get me wrong, but I'm still on the uh, Statlander for TBS Champ 2023 bandwagon. So uh, someday, I at least hope. Because <laughs> if not, I think it, I think it's gonna come. I think I think what they should do is they can kind of build Stat up, and they have to build her up as like she's been working really hard, kind of like Triple H when he was coming back from his like first quad injury. They yeah. really built him up as like he's working hard to get back. He shouldn't be coming back this soon because think about it. This is what her second knee injury. Yes, I don't know if it's on the same knee though. It might have been the other one. I'm not entirely sure, but still. Here's the, here's the thing: the knees, and when you're an athlete, is a delicate situation. Yeah. One one bad knee blowout, and your career could be done for good. You know, so yeah. they can kind of build her up as being somewhat sort of bionic almost. I mean, you literally. Know? Yeah, they can. Yeah. And they can literally have Jade be pretty much intimidated by stat. And so just pretty much have her ducker for a while. Be like, ah, yeah, mm-hmm. no, you're not worthy enough. You can, you need to win some more matches and not mm-hmm. thinking that she's going to do it. And then when she does it, she'll be like, oh, shit, I actually have to wrestle her now. And there yeah, you I go. Like, that. like I literally. Like that. Because like you said, Jade hasn't really had to sweat. She hasn't really had to work for it or do anything. So for someone who actually can pose a legitimate threat to her title reign, it would be nice to see her be a little nervous. Show another personality trait besides cocky. Yeah, that that's another that's another thing I was gonna bring up too, and you hit it right on the head, is that she needs another character trait is instead of just being cocky. You yeah. know, because what you run the risk of being cocky with, with nothing to back it up because again after the Taya Valkyrie match, if we don't get a definitive, okay, she can handle herself or she needs help, you know, if it goes the other way, we're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's in trouble. Well, <laughs> we'll just be sitting there like, all right, we're just waiting for stats music to hit at some point. Like I'm still holding out hope that maybe she'll come back in Pittsburgh, but you know, at this rate, I'll just be happy whenever stat comes back, but <laughs> oh, hopefully sooner rather than later. Cause I'm tired of seeing Jade. It's just, it's just, boring it's been boring for months now i can't get behind it it doesn't matter who she faces i'm kind of in jack's boat where it's like i just you can't get super super excited for it or like super into it because you kind of already know what's going to happen because we haven't we haven't seen any different for 50 mm-hmm. what 50 something matches how many is it now 50 53 54 somewhere around there yeah exactly so if nothing's changed since then why would it change now so i would like to be genuinely surprised yeah hopefully like i said uh whenever this tire valkyrie match happens uh it's gonna be it's it's definitely jade cargill's biggest test of her career um yeah and that's just not even exaggerating that's actually yeah the truth yeah and it's not some wrestling trope like oh this is the biggest match no this is the biggest match of her very short career and it'll show whether or not she's getting it or she needs a little help exactly so when that's gonna happen i'm not entirely sure but i would assume it would be relatively soon Mm -hmm. probably on like a dynamite or something i don't really think they would do it at forbidden door but no 
who knows us we'll talk about forbidden door later we have a question about that one if i remember correctly so um all right so is there a bigger sign that vince is back in some capacity with creative than everyone pointing out how small chad gable and johnny gargano are it does. I mean, it does kind of reek events a little bit because that always was kind of his mo was pick on the little guys. Yeah. Um. But see, I took it as they're they're smaller guys. Um. But that's kind of like their chip on their shoulder. Almost mm-hmm. is like they're smaller than most of their opponents. But that's what kind of draws you in is that you want to see them, uh, especially guys like Johnny Gargano, is you want to see them succeed. Because they've been told that they don't belong because they're not big enough. They don't have the right size. They don't have the right look. And you still want to root for them because you can self-identify with them. Which is something I think we bring up on this show a lot. Is yeah. the easiest way to, um, to, 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 to get on in a wrestler's corner is if you can identify them with them. And I think people identify with Johnny Gargano as like the everyday kind of guy and then you got chad gable which they're talking about maybe separating chad gable from otis and kind of seeing what otis (laughs) and seeing where they can go with chad gable which i think is is great because then you can it'll be like a kurt angle effect you know you want to root for the for the all-american patriot this guy was in the olympics representing america what's not there to root for so i think yeah vince mcmahon used to like hate the smaller guy I think they're using the smaller guy aspect to kind of hook you in and say, believe in this guy because he may not look like he can get it done, but he definitely can. And you're going to be wanting to root for him coming in the future. So I, I, I don't know. See, there's a lot of paranoia, you know, yeah. when something doesn't go right, they automatically go, Oh, well, Vince is back, mm-hmm. you know, cause this isn't going right. So I think there's just a little bit of paranoia uh, in, in in the wrestling fans' mind, I know I had it a couple times before, so yeah. I know you guys are feeling. But I choose to like focus on the good, different things that I'm seeing now that Triple H is is in charge, and we're starting to see like that old like NXT Black and Gold storytelling kind yeah. of pacing, mm-hmm. you know. Which I'm like, okay, this is definitely I'm seeing more of things that are like, okay. This is Triple H rather than people are seeing, oh, this looks like Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon's back. Yeah, PTSD is a hell of a thing, isn't it? <laughs> it definitely is. So I, I, I understand where where people are coming from. I just think maybe we just need to, you know, woosah, breathe in, breathe <laughs> out. Relax, take a deep breath. <laughs> it's okay. He can't hurt you anymore. Vince <laughs> can't hurt you. Vince McMahon isn't really can't hurt you. God. <laughs> Uh, yeah i i can see where jack and fans like that are coming from though because you're so preconditioned for really stupid things to happen and automatically be like well yeah that's vince's handprints right i mean come on let's be honest though lesnar and omas you mean to tell me that was triple h's idea i I, definitely not triple h's idea i think he would have leaned more towards bray wyatt and brock lesnar which i think they could have i really wish we could have seen uh, the type of stuff that Bray Wyatt could have cooked up for that. I don't think we yeah. would have saw the muscle man dance I or anything like that. And yeah, I don't think we would have saw that if it came down to him and Brock Lesnar. I just think, you know, 
like I said, I don't think, I think Brock was the one that's like, I'll take, I'll take Omos. And then, you know, and not even thinking, because again, this match is probably not even going to be five minutes. He he doesn't care that it's WrestleMania, the biggest show in, in the wrestling world. He wants Uh, to check. yeah, it's just a check, and he wants to be out of there before the show's over. He'll so be helpful before the main event even happens. Yeah, I'd be surprised if this is not like the second or third match on the card on the first night of WrestleMania, so that way Brock Lesnar can get the hell out of there. Can you, and everyone can get their popcorn breaks in really early, get all the snacks. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, you know me, I don't like to be overly negative. I don't yeah. want to shit on anything and be like, this is going to be complete crap. You know, this is going to be horrible, but with <laughs> less than two weeks in to WrestleMania, I, I'm just not feeling, I'm not feeling the, the buildup to this. No. The, I mean, they had the cool moment where they were like face to face and you're like, oh shit, like this is the first time Brock has really been dwarfed against yeah. somebody. That was, that was a cool moment that lasted all of like 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> and there it goes. And there it goes. When he threw him over the top rope, I'm like, this is the bumbling shit that I'm afraid we're going to get on yeah. WrestleMania, you know, where they're just kind of two big giant dudes just bumping into each other. Yeah, I mean, honestly, no like, okay, I'm going to call it right now and we'll see if we can talk this into existence. I guarantee you one of them is going through the timekeepers area barricade. Mm. <laughs> I think so. I think I think so. I think they're gonna have to do that if they want to get people interested in, in 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 this match. They have to go balls to the wall and just destroy everything. Yeah, you know? you'd have to because really nobody gives a shit about this match. Like they don't. I don't. For good and the thing is, yeah, and it's like it's like I'm really paying attention to the crowd when like Lesnar comes out and but it's always the same thing that we talked about on the show Mm -hmm. how there's a difference between the the live audience and the fan that usually spends their time on the internet and watches things like wwe and aew you know there's like a there's like a that subsect of fan is like not feeling this now you know and and, but the live audience is popping left and right for it (sighs) yeah (laughs) i still will not understand that but yeah Eh, I don't know. Just bookmark the time or timestamp this part of the episode where we talked about the barricade in the timekeepers area, and we'll we'll come back to it and see if it actually works. I hope so, because they're gonna need something to spice it up. And even then, I'm still gonna be like, "Oh, that's great! All right, I'm gonna go get some popcorn real quick, and I'll be back later." Because it's not like we haven't seen it before. But yeah, <laughs> oh well, we'll 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 see what happens. Um. Why does Edge want to keep fighting the Judgment Day, even though he keeps beating them? Also, why is Edge leaning into the spooky stuff again? I don't know. I saw something on Twitter that I thought was really funny about Edge. They said that he went away from WWE, became an actor, and then came back to WWE somehow a worse actor than he was before. Ouch. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. Twitter, Twitter is stiff. Twitter is stiff. Twitter's mean. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm but gonna. Yeah, I don't. I'm Go gonna ahead. take a wild guess and say maybe it's because they wanted to do the Hell in a Cell that they wanted to do at. I'm pretty sure Hell in a Cell wasn't it, and they just or eliminated. Now was it? What was the? It was like one of the more recent pay per views. They wanted to do Finn versus Edge in a Hell in a Cell, but they just for some reason couldn't do it. I don't remember what pay per view it was, but maybe 
maybe they just want to do that again and are like, you know what, storyline continuity be damned. We're still going to do it anyway. Yeah, I'm hoping in in the Triple H era that something like a Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania is the end all be all. Like this is yes. not saying that this feud has been bad, but mm-hmm. like like Jack said, it's it's he's he's beaten he's beaten them. They've beaten him. Where are we going with this? Hopefully, this is the end all be all. Another thing is, are we getting the Demon? Finn yeah, Balor? I hope. You know? That well, would I yeah, hope. that would be a cool surprise because like like they were saying. Edge has been trying to lean into the spooky stuff, and you can't get more spookier than the demon. No, um, <laughs> I'll be know, excited. But, yeah, I mean, but then that kind of is like it goes against what the Judgment Day is all about. They're they're not about being cool or anything like that. They're they're just trying to take over the WWE, you know. So that could point into a big thing. Like if Finn Balor beats Edge at WrestleMania, Hell in a Cell, that could catapult the Judgment Day as being the top faction because who knows yeah. what's going to happen with the bloodline after wrestlemania mm-hmm. and then it also throws a complete monkey wrench into the plans because then it's like okay well edge has beaten them how many times but if Finn beats them or beats edge do we get a rematch or is it just like over yeah i i hope so because like like i said that the end all be all should be something like a hell in a cell at, at wrestlemania how do you top that to to finish off a feud i don't think you can I don't think you can. An exploding barbed wire death match. That's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, then then I'd, I'd love to see that. Gosh, Could you imagine if they if they did an exploding death match and they did it like 10 times better than what AEW? <laughs> and then the entire arena just blows up. It's not even sparklers. They just completely outdo AEW. <laughs> like, yeah, that'd be crazy. Right? That I mean, the worst part is WWE has the budget they could do that. They wouldn't have to rely on sparklers. They actually can make a big boom if they wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully they don't, though. I'm thinking out way too outside of the box. Yeah, we can we can save that for our fantasy booking. But, uh, but yeah, I would like to see Demon Finn come back. But I would think if Demon Finn comes back, he would have to win. Like, you can't have Demon Finn come back and have him lose. Yeah, yeah. That's I, and, and Edge doesn't seem like the type that's like, no, I'm not gonna put this guy over. He you would. Know? Um, yeah, he would definitely put him over. So, my like I said, I just hope that like they give us a match that like definitively ends this feud for the time being because we've seen it a lot. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Well, hopefully we can we'll hope and pray. <laughs> um. All right, so that's all of Jack's questions. So thank you again. We always appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Jack. Uh, now we're going to move on to uh, Mike's questions. So, Mike, thank you. Um, all right, we can choose a free agent to help Tony Khan with booking. Who do we pick? A free agent to help Tony Khan with booking. Now, right. are we talking like a like a backstage person or like hiring a wrestler to come wrestle? Um, I would assume like a just backstage kind of booker. And the worst part is I hate that he's like, you had to, we have to name a talent not under contract with any promotion. Cause I would have said Paul Heyman, but that's tough. Yeah. That's um... tough. Not under contract with any promotion. And it, I would, I would go with, I would go with Kevin Nash. That would be a good one. I, I, I actually think, didn't think of that one. I think Kevin Nash gets a lot of flack. Okay, but he's yeah. still 
a super smart dude when it comes to booking. He didn't really get to show it in WCW, but that was because WCW was already on his death death knell uh, yeah. at the time where he took over. There was no saving WCW at that point. Mm-hmm. But I think if you want to give, if you want to have somebody uh, present some good ideas, I think Kevin Nash is the good good one to do it. And that's saying a lot because AEW has a the one thing that they have above wwe is they don't have hollywood writers coming in there writing all their stuff not that it's a bad thing because it's starting to work out very well for wwe however the cool thing about AEW is they got guys like jerry lynn dean malenko uh you know mark henry they got all these guys dustin rhodes they got all these veterans that are kind of leading the charge in terms of what to do creatively and how to make wrestling work for a wrestling program yeah. Not a sports entertainment program, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that one. Uh, Kevin Nash would be a good one. And all right, when I say this name, don't freak out immediately. Just hear me out. I would say if they really wanted to just try to spice things up a little bit, I would say um, bring in Eric Bischoff. Ooh. Because, because I was going to say before the Twitter like lights are accountable. <laughs> if anybody would learn from their past mistakes, wouldn't you think it would be Eric Bischoff? Yeah, yeah, I think, like, yeah. He knows what went right, and he knows what went horribly wrong, so I feel like if he were to get another chance of trying something like that, I think he would do a pretty good job. Yeah, I think his one major regret is, like, and what would benefit him in AEW is he is not trying to be one of the boys. Yes, you know, yeah. And that's what it felt like when he was doing things in, in, in uh, WCW, and that's why it felt like things got off the rails pretty quickly, as good as they were. They were great for 83 weeks. And then after that, things, you saw the decline. They weren't about the long game. You know, they were about the instant results right then and there. WWE was more about the long game. But like you said, if you put Eric Bischoff in that situation now, he probably has learned from his mistakes. Yeah. What bigger mistake can you have than (laughs) WCW in 2001? You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not only that, but he even went to TNA. And even that was kind of like... That was kind of wishy-washy as well. So he's had a lot of mistakes, you know, and the only thing you can do from mistakes is learn from them. So, yeah, you know, I think I think Eric Bischoff is a really solid pick as well. I feel like he would know not to get caught up in the fame this time because obviously mm-hmm. he's been there, done that. And I think that was just his downfall with WCW was he got too wrapped up in the fame and the fact that they were beating the biggest wrestling company in the world. So I think he would be a pretty good one now because, like you said, you kind of hopefully you would think learn from your past mistakes. So. That would be an mm. interesting one, I'd think. That's a good question, though. Yeah, that was a really good one. I had to think about it for a little bit, because I'm like, it was, it was a tough one. <laughs> uh, which Sami Zayn pod gave us the most feels? Uh, him mm. hitting Reigns at the Rumble, him hitting the ring in Montreal at Elimination Chamber, him and Jay hugging before Jay turned on him, or him and Kevin hugging? <sighs> Montreal was special. Yeah, that was a good one. Montreal, but I I think the hug, the hug to set this all up was pretty good too. Only because, only because it brings me back to something I tweeted like a week before. And I said, how are they going to put Kevin Owens in the spot? Because Mm -hmm. it started to seem like they were going to put Cody Rhodes in that spot. And yeah. he was going to work like double duty or something like that. And Which I'm like, it's going to be a mess. 
Yeah, it would have been a mess. But I'm like, we only have like at that time, it was like maybe two weeks before WrestleMania. How do you yeah. build up something and get a reaction out of it? You know, the the reaction that you're looking for. But they pulled it off. So I'm glad I'm wrong. I'm glad yeah. I'm wrong because that that hug, that was oh. that was something special. Yeah, and that's like something I think people can relate to where it's like you like have a falling out or something like a problem with your best friend and then you know you realize the error of your ways and you reconcile and stuff like that so it's real world stuff so it's like you get hit you right in the feels so yeah i would i would say the hug for sure but montreal yeah, was think, pretty was pretty special too yeah i think i think montreal but that's because it was it was it, it had to be special it was his hometown yeah. in front of his people you know so i think that's what made it special but it almost like it was like the setting was perfect for that whereas yeah. the the hug was a real organic thing that like it was just it was just bam that loud crowd when they got the hug that they wanted was just like perfect yeah it was like you couldn't have written anything better than that i think uh, all right so mike's last question is which champion has the best likelihood of retaining their belt at wrestlemania besides austin theory i'm gonna go with gunther yeah, I was gonna say him too. Obviously, <laughs> same wavelength. It's 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 a it's a difficult task because you're going up against Sheamus, who he, he's already had a banger with, mm-hmm. and then you add in Drew McIntyre. I think this is going to be a hard hitting physical match. Gonna that's hurt. just gonna yeah, it's gonna hurt and it's gonna wow the crowd. I completely agree because just looking at some of the the other title matches, like you can't really see any of the other ones keeping their titles. Um, I feel like we have maybe another question about that later, but yeah, I just uh, almost by default, you would think that that's pretty much the only one that has a chance of at least keeping the belt. But even if he loses it, I don't think it would be a problem because I think he's just like good right now that him losing the belt would really not mean a whole lot, but Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Who knows? But yeah, I do agree that Gunther would probably be next to Theory. I feel like Theory is obviously like the easy choice to retain the title, but I feel like the next best one would be uh, Gunther for sure. Yeah, I think so too. All right. So that was all of Mike's questions. So thank you again. Let us go to. All right. So we'll go to mom's questions next. So we'll, we'll save Jess for last. So, mom, thank you for your questions as always. Uh, so we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but when will WWE admit that Vince has his fingers in creative again? Man, you people are really scared. I feel like, like I said, I, f- I feel like at least with the Omos and Lesnar one, that I think would be like the easiest case for, okay, that's definitely not something that I think Triple H would have booked if he had the the choice. Um, I don't know. I've seen some rumors going around where it's like, some sites say, oh, yeah, no, he's not. Or, like, officials have said, oh, no, he's not in charge of creative. And then there's others where it's, like, you'd be silly to think that he doesn't have some input somewhere. So, I don't know. I don't know yeah, what to believe. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm just like, I don't know. I see more of, of things changing than I do see them staying the same I'm like i'm i know that everything that triple h does in this era even if it's not his choice is not going to be a home run that no. being brock lesnar and omas i don't i don't think because we can't really say it is or it isn't it could wow us something can happen yeah, and the maybe. wrestling gods could shift the world <laughs> and we get we get a we get a, at least a great match 
between Omos and Brock Lesnar. That'll be the day. Could it have been a suggestion from McMahon? Could be. Possibly. Um, I, I don't think he's, he, I don't think he's completely shut out from the creative process. That being said, I don't think he's putting down matches and going, this match needs to be on the card. Do this, this way, that, that, you know, like the typical McMahon, I think, I think we're all very paranoid because like you said, PTSD is a hell of a thing. Yeah. And, Yeah. And we've been going through a time we've gotten to this point in wwe creatively where you look back and you go wow we had to eat a lot of shit as a fan to get to this point creatively where we're excited to see a main event between roman reigns and cody rhodes you know it's organic it's and even the shaky part because everybody was like well sammy's gonna outshine cody and there's no way cody can uh, get the reaction that Sammy's getting, which yeah. is completely false. Yeah, he's getting a lot of big reactions. He's getting the big reactions, the big baby face reactions. Yeah. You know, so it's like I think we're just so scared. It's almost like yeah. you know you're you're homeless, and then you're just giving you're giving a mansion and a hundred million dollars for free. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're and you're traumatized. Like, yes. Yeah, you're like no, there's no way somebody's gonna come take this away from me, and that's what I feel like wrestling fans who are enjoying the WWE product are slightly feeling. They're feeling like, you know, this is all just like a fever dream. Like the yeah. bloodline storyline is not supposed to be real. It's going to go to shit. McMahon's going to show up tomorrow. <laughs> He's <laughs> going to say everyone's fired. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think like you said, it's just PTSD. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I like, I hope so. I sure hope so. Cause the alternative is, uh, I don't want to talk about the alternative, but, um, <laughs> Anyways, uh, what are our thoughts on Ruby's mic work? Mom personally loves it. Well, of course, I love it, too. I'm just biased, but it's the truth. I like it because, I mean, Tony Storm really hasn't said anything. And no. I'm not I'm not a big fan of Soraya on the mic. I think, I think her <sighs> promos kind of go a little off the rails. Which sucks because I don't remember her promos being like this in WWE. Yeah, I mean, she. I, I can't remember her having a moment where she kind of like blew me away talking wise probably the retirement speech yeah the retirement speech um that was kind of a heartstring tugger Uh, um don't even remind me (laughs) that was not a fun time for me let's be completely honest i was not having a good time that day but um (laughs) but that one you kind of can't help it at that point that's just pure emotion that's not really like scripted yeah and the thing is i think she has all this freedom in aew that could kind of be a detriment because as you saw it kind of went off the rails and she ended up getting fined and undisclosed yeah. amount for saying twat on tv well, so what the big deal of that is like really like what's the big deal i thought it, i didn't think it was a big, i thought it was a british thing you know like maybe yeah, I that's think it what, is. yeah i thought that's probably what she was thinking in her mind but you know um yeah. i just want I, I just want to see more refined points when it comes yeah. to her promos which ruby is doing and that's why ruby's promo kind of translated very well is because it had defined points this is what you guys did that made me turn against you because you turned against me yeah Boom. and god damn it i couldn't argue with it yeah you can't you can't yeah, that's kind of what makes it a good promo it's like damn she has a point 
Except, except when she said no one was mad when I lost. That was not true. That was not true mm-hmm. because I Trust was mad me, when I she lost. It. I heard it all the way here in Jersey. Trust me. Every week he had to hear about me getting mad because Ruby lost. So trust me, there is at least one person in this entire world that was mad that Ruby would lose. And it was me. Like yes, that, I, I have proof. It's it's literally like that um, the like meme that always goes around on Twitter occasionally where it's like the, what is it? Like the, if insert name here has a million fans i'm one of them kind of thing that's that's me with ruby (laughs) if if she has one fan it's me and if she has no fans it's because i'm dead or something like that but that's me with ruby but i I digress oh boy um all right so finally we get the hug with sammy and kevin like we talked about Mm -hmm. before we loved it probably the best uh, reaction for sammy because it was just the organically done and uh we love a little feel-good moment between friends. Um, oh, this one's gonna hurt. Um, what is going on with Scarlet and Karrion Cross? Mm. <sighs> I wish I knew the answer to that one. I don't know, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm really surprised they couldn't capitalize on on what Karrion Cross was doing in NXT as NXT champion. They yeah. kind of took away the mystique. He had a little yeah. bit of mystique, and then. Adam Cole came and just ruined oh, all of it. That promo was the the beginning of the end. I think that would that's the that was the catalyst. Yeah, the, that's how that was the catalyst. Someone's career. Yeah, and I don't. You know what? I I wonder what was the point. Looking back, it's like <sighs> what was the point of that? Because you exposed him and mm-hmm. and you tore him down, and then you made everybody go shit he's right yeah because i don't i don't think people were looking at carrying cross everybody was looking at carrying cross is like yeah it's carrying cross he's a big dude he's beating people up he's a champion then adam cole comes and he cuts that promo and everybody's like you know what is he all smoking mirrors yeah yeah which is like you want to argue with it but you kind of can't i i feel that i feel that you want (sighs) to argue because he has the look oh yeah he has he has the athletic ability. He can talk on the microphone. He has he Scarlet. Be, he has Scarlet. He has all the tools, and it goes back to what exactly what Adam Cole said: is he has all the tools. It's just, I don't know. Mate, are the lights <laughs> too bright? I can't put my finger on it. I don't. It's just I don't know. Just for some reason, the fans just aren't reacting to him. I guess that's kind of like the whole point of it all. Is just you can be one of the best wrestlers in the world, but if you can't connect with the fans for some reason, that means literally nothing. Yeah. Again, <sighs> we, we say it all the time. It's that connection to the fan base and connection into believing that you can identify with that other person. That is the easiest way to get somebody over, uh, yeah. especially on the, on the main roster is that like it's 2023. The curtains have been peeled back really, really far. Maybe not all the way, but really, really far. So you can't yeah. really insult our intelligence anymore. No, no, you can't. I mean, they're pulling the curtain the whole way back for all access, or what was it, AW All Access next week? So mm-hmm. that's going to be very interesting. Very interesting because it's going to, I'm going to be looking at it like, okay, is that storyline or is that yeah. real? Uh huh. I, th- I have a feeling we're going to have quite a few questions to answer about that show next week. I have a, yeah, just a feeling. I, I can't wait. I can't either, but uh, 
but yeah, the question it just makes me sad because I wish I knew I wish I knew why, but uh I don't know. For some reason it's just not clicking and I hate it because I like Carrion, so uh and Scarlet. I like I like him and I can see the potential in him. Mm-hmm. I just think like I, I'm I wish like maybe I don't again, I'm not anyone in the backstage, but I wish someone like a Paul Heyman can grab him oh, and yeah. kind of Oof mold him in a way like a paul Heyman guy you know because mm-hmm. then we could really see something which could be happening we don't work there we don't know yeah. you know he could he has all the resources in the world you know so it's kind of just like i wish you did work back there yeah that'd paycheck be would cool, be something that'd be nice ah <sighs> wouldn't it though that's always been it, that's always been my dream as as bad as wwe is well is was wherever side of the fence you lie on I've always wanted to work in the creative aspect for WWE. That's always been my dream, you know? That's why I yeah. can't, even if the product goes to shit, I'm probably still going to watch. Yeah. We, well, I mean, we have to. We don't really have a choice, but <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, Carrie Car- and Scarlet can turn it around soon because, ugh, yikes. That's all yeah. I can say. <laughs> um, So... Mom said best wishes to Dan Housen on his surgery, which I think happened today as of today. people listening to this yesterday. But uh, yeah, he tore his pec, if I remember correctly. Bummer. Yes, which I'm like, God damn it. So now we have to wait God knows how long because. <sighs> well, Cody tore his pec and it took him like eight or nine months, right? Yeah, and that's Cody rehab standards. So for... Someone who is not an absolute maniac like Cody, it might be at least a year, which is going to make me very even more sad than the whole Carrie and Scarlet Jeez. thing, because we're going to be without Dan Housen for over a year, I, maybe. That's depressing. I'm just, I got really sad all over again. That's, ugh. Yeah, that's a bummer. Poor best friends are going to lose their, they're going to lose another friend. They lost Stat. They're losing Dan. They lost Wheeler. What's going on? Man, it's not looking good for the best friends. It's really not. I will say, though, I was worried about this because in, I don't think it's this coming week. No, next next weekend, uh, our annual, like, well, not annual, it happens like three times a year. Our Steel City Con is kind of like our Comic Con in town. Uh, mm-hmm. Dan Housen was actually scheduled to be there. And so when mm-hmm. we knew he was like having problems with this pack, I'm like, oh, no, I'm like, Oh, don't cancel on us, please. Because that was really the only reason we wanted to go was to meet Dan. And thankfully, he'll still be there. So there's a silver lining and everything. So we'll still get to see him. But he'll probably be in a sling. But um. At least he'll still be there. Just all that matters. Um, all right. I think she has two, three more. Um, What do we think about the... Oh, God. The Logan Paul Seth Rollins program. The one punch is making Seth look weak. Plus, or uh, Paul's promos are terrible. Uh I mean, God, I can't really argue. <laughs> the one thing is like Logan Paul. You you want to see him get his ass kicked? Oh yeah, he's, which he will. He's, yeah, he's venturing into that territory where you want to see him get his ass kicked. The thing is, every time we, you know, someone counts this dude out. As much as he's like a despicable human being uh, for the things that he's done and the way he's uh, built his empire, let's just say, um, 
the guy's really good at this wrestling thing, man. Yeah, which makes it even worse. <laughs> He's really good at this wrestling thing. And Seth Rollins is really good at this wrestling thing. So I honestly think they're going to have a banger match at WrestleMania. I, I agree. That's going to be talked about. I agree. It's begrudgingly, um, but. <laughs> I know you don't want to, but I mean, you can't <sighs> deny this no. kid just gets the whole showmanship. At least that part. He gets the whole showmanship part about it. Yeah. And he's athletic. And, you know, he, he knows how to get a reaction out of people. Uh, I do like the the titanium hand thing that's mm-hmm. been knocking out Seth Rollins. I could understand why some po- people would be like, well, twice in a row, that's kind of overdone. But, again, he's only had, what, three matches? Logan Paul, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, something like that. So, like, stomping him out. Like, you, you expect Seth Rollins to hit him with the stomp, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I feel like they would they would kind of build into it, too, going into the match where it's like Rollins has been hit with it so many times that you can see it coming now. Like, yeah, build into yeah. the actual match. That's a very good point. Very good point. I'm hoping, but... I, think, I, would... I, I, I honestly think it's going to be one of the sleeper good matches of WrestleMania. <sighs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm going to hate that I'm going to enjoy it. I don't want to, but I know I have to, so... I I can't I can't wait till we do that recap. Uh, yeah, I mean I'll just be happy when Seth hopefully caves his head in on the mat, but I think that's what everyone's well, see, hoping that's, for. That's wrestling. That's what you want to see. You want someone to point. be murdered on live television? Yeah, on pay per view. <laughs> yeah, but that's the whole point. You don't like Logan Paul. You think he's scum of the earth, and you want see you want to see somebody kick his ass. Yeah, and hopefully that guy will be Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. That's wrestling right there. Yeah. Wrestling makes you feel things. Yeah. I mean, if you're not feeling things with wrestling, then that's not good. You have to feel something. Maybe watch something else. Yeah. I feel like that's just like any type of media or interest that like people have. If you're not feeling something with it, then that's not a good sign. Like Star Wars, people get such a reaction out of, I mean, obviously from personal experience, people get such a reaction out of Star Wars and it's like, that's their thing. So it's like, if you Mm -hmm. get a reaction out of it, Someone might look at one of those movies and think it's absolute trash, but because somebody felt something, they're going to like it. So goes back to the old saying, let people enjoy things and whatever. So it's making us feel things. So it's doing its job. There you go. <sighs> Ooh, I feel like this is your question since this is your favorite thing to talk about. What are the chances the bloodline leaves WrestleMania's champs? Yeah, I know. I had to depress you too. I can't do this alone. <laughs> yeah. The 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 one on a scale of one thing, to ten. What on a scale of one to ten? What are the yeah. chances of them leaving? Mm-hmm. I'm, I figured that'd be I'm, easier. Uh, maybe a four and a half. Ooh, that was higher than I would have given them, honestly. Because the, the reactions that not only Kevin and Sammy are getting, like we said earlier, the reactions that Cody is getting too, yeah. they're big. They and 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 WWE's probably had this problem for a while, which is probably why uh, Roman's reign has lasted so long. They've kind of had a babyface problem where they couldn't yeah. get an organic good guy, you know, someone that the crowd really gets behind and really wants to see win. I mean, the biggest sign. Look at when Cody comes out. Everybody starts singing his entrance theme like it's Judas. Yeah, yeah. And even louder. He's getting louder yeah. uh, chorus reactions. I think 
Makes people actually like him. Yeah, I think the only person that gets louder uh, music reactions is probably Rollins. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's saying something. Yeah, I think think now, you know, under the Triple H regime, things are a lot more smoother in terms of who's a baby face and who's a heel. So I think as much as I don't want to say it, I think... (laughs) I think the bloodline goes away for a little bit. They they lose yeah. their titles. They yeah. lose their meaning. And maybe Solo is the only one that stays behind. I mean, I really like that promo Cody had on Raw where he's like, if you lose those titles, what what are you going to do? They're all going to leave you. Heyman's going to go back to being an advocate. The only, Even mm-hmm. eventually Solo, I'm like, oh, wow. And you could just see like the fear on Roman's face because he's like, oh, shit, if I do lose this, what do I end up losing in the long run? I lose everything, essentially. Mm-hmm. So uh, called, called him a man without a tribe. Yeah. A, tri- a chief without a tribe. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's good. That's that was some really good stuff there. Um, Somebody's been working with Cody. I'm telling you, that was <gasps> Heyman. The, not only that, but like Heyman. But mm-hmm. like the 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 promo before that one, I think I want to say on SmackDown was it? I it was it was a rah rah battle speech from Cody, yeah. but it wasn't one of those AEW ones where it was just fucking off the rails. It yeah. was it was it was a clear, concise, clear point of view. This is the direction we're going. You know, yeah, Don't not just rambling. Crazy. Yeah, it wasn't incoherent rambles. It was like rally the troops okay we're running through a wall and that wall is roman reigns yeah yeah it's like this is what we were kind of hoping we'd see in aw uh this is what yeah, happens exactly. and sometimes creative control is a good thing yeah structure yeah structure who would have thought uh hey some people thrive in it some people down cody is one of those that definitely thrives under structure mm-hmm. a self well not self-imposed structure uh when it is forced upon him pretty much so <laughs> <sighs> um I didn't want to have to talk about this, but I knew we would. Can there be any less interest in Bianca Belair versus Asuka? You really not interested in it? Well, well, that was the question mom asked, because it seems like Uh-oh. the crowds are just not into it right now at all. And I mean, I can't really blame them because the buildup for this yeah. has just been weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested in it because on paper, it's a fantastic match. Yeah. It's um, just like you want the you want the storyline to get you there instead of just resting on, Oh, well it's Oscar versus Bianca. That's it. We don't need to do anything for it. It's like, all right, well you need to give us a little bit of a reason to care. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And not just um, oozing goo all over the place. Like <laughs> oozing goo. I love it. Ugh, it's just like, <laughs> it's cool, but also need a little more than that. We shouldn't have had to wait this long for a pull apart brawl or just a brawl in general. But yeah, yeah, I can I can see that sentiment. I think for me, it's just like I know on paper it's going to be a good match, so I'm not worried about it. But I can see other people that are that need more because again, sinking your teeth into into it is what wrestling is all about, you know. Um, yeah. So it's like some people need that extra umph, that extra reason yes. for there to be a confrontation between these two people. Um, I think this is just an in in, in the spirit of competition sort of deal. Yeah. Um, but it would have been cool to see like one of them take the advantage. Like I wouldn't have mind Oscar, you know, after they had a tag match or whatever, then Oscar goes and kicks Bianca's head in. Yeah. You know, because she's Oscar and she's evil. And, you know, she's not here to make friends or anything like that. She wants nope. to win the championship. Yeah, exactly. Like give us 
at least just something. That's all I wanted. It's all I wanted anyway. Okay. Just a little. I mean, am I still excited for the match? Yes, but it's like I would have liked a little bit more. But a, a little, a little bit of a little bit of seasoning. A little more spice. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. A little more salt and pepper, some garlic salt. You know, something. Now, now you get me hungry. <laughs> right at ten o'clock at night, we need we need a snack in the middle of the show. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We need if some only. snack sponsors. Really, like something, anything. Maybe not anything, <laughs> but we'll talk about that in the production meeting. But um, all right, so that was all of mom's questions. So mom, thank you. And finally, we come to our last several questions from Jeff. So Jeff, thank you as always for your questions. Uh, starting off with um, not so much a question, but more of like a little bit of a comment that apparently there's going to be a third uh, Haunted Kimura tribute show. Nice. Uh, called Hanukkah Pinks. I hope I said that right. Um, Jeff will continue to update us as he learns more details. So we are going to be glad to hear some updates on that one because the other two shows I've heard were really, really good. I haven't gotten a chance to see them, but I always heard that they put on a very good memorial show for Hana. So uh, I don't expect anything less. All right. Um. How masterful has the story been with KO, Sammy, and the Bloodline? It almost doesn't even need Cody. I mean, it's hard to argue that, too. Hard to argue, but I think Cody adds a lot to it, and I think Cody um, becomes the perfect uh, protagonist. You know, yeah. he beco- like, like I've been saying, I think he's the perfect good guy in all of this. Um, and it's just, it's just working, thankfully, because this could yes. have been especially with the Sammy thing, this could have just been the the crowd could have turned on Cody. You know, it could have just been went really, really bad leaving Mm. WWE in a really sticky situation. But unfortunately, like fortunately Cody's been getting great reactions from the crowd. Both the cool thing about it too, is it's both kids and adults that are really into what Cody's doing. So he's, he's bringing people in and, I know this isn't a big thing nowadays, but the ratings are st- steadily climbing up. Everybody's looking forward to his segments. Mm-hmm. He's working both shows, SmackDown and Raw, and they're getting ratings. So he's a ratings draw. I think yeah. it's just been working. I think we just talked about seasoning. I think Cody's the perfect seasoning for the Bloodline KO, Sami Zayn sort of deal. I, I feel like with this last week coming up before WrestleMania where they can really hammer home the storylines, it'd be great to see, you know, the three on three in the ring, not, not necessarily a match, but maybe a confrontation, like yeah. a big brawl to end yeah. Yeah, the last raw before WrestleMania, a big brawl between the six of them, the Usos, Roman, KO, Sammy and Cody. And they just all out brawl to end WrestleMania and, you know, the announcers are going crazy like JR used to do back in the day. Yeah. TV fades to black and like we're like, damn, we got to wait now. Yeah, kind of like uh, as you were describing that, it kind of reminds me of that segment uh, a few years ago when it was Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda where they got into the brawl and they got arrested and they were fighting in the cop cars and everything. Yeah. Just chaos. Yeah, I want to see more of that. That was, that was fun. fun. That was so much fun. We need to see that more of that. That was fun. I loved it. Like when I loved I when. Loved it. My favorite part, as much as I don't like Charlotte, was when, like, Rhonda was sticking her head out of the, the cop car, and mm-hmm. <laughs> Charlotte just comes along and just kicks her right in, into oblivion through the car window. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. But. Something, we just, that last little bit of chaos. We need a little you know? cayenne pepper for it, and mm-hmm. that's it. 
Love it. <laughs> Love the seasoning reference. <laughs> we, we need all the seasoning references now. Um, so now we go over to AEW and... Forbidden Tour 2 seems to finally be taking place. Are there any matches we would like to see happen? Personally, Jeff would like to see Mayu Yamashita versus Ruby Soho, or Yamashita versus Ruby Soho in a rematch between Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay. Mm. I feel like the... That would be hilarious um, and really Mm. good. Um, I feel like you you almost can't help but wonder if Mercedes Monet is going to be around for Forbidden Door, who could she face? Brit? I was thinking Brit. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Brit, but I have, I'd much rather... I'm a, I'm, a, I'm I'm more of a Jamie Hayter fan at this point. All right, so well, like I'm not going to... Jamie Hayter? I won't fully agree with that one, but I, I, I do agree. I love Jamie, so, I mean, either or. I would love to see her or Braco against uh, Mercedes. That would be a really good match either way. Um, MJF Nokata, just because. Ooh. That'd be a fun one. That'd be good. That'd be really good. Um, I would love to see... Jeez, uh, like, of course, anytime you can get Minoru Suzuki in there, Mm-hmm. So Minoru Suzuki versus like an Eddie Kingston. I would Again, rather see, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would love to see Eddie Kingston mix it up with with the new Japan guys like Tomohiro Ishii. Yeah, did he face Ishii before? Uh, I feel like he may have on one of the pre shows. Yeah, I believe so. Hell, put Darby against Suzuki and see what happens. Ooh, Darby doesn't give good. a shit about what happens to him. So could you imagine yeah. that? Yeah, oh my that's god, good chaos. That's good. I like that. All right. So uh, so if they're listening, obviously, which they are, they need to make that happen because that would be wild. That would be a wild match. For sure. Oh, that would be that'd be painful, but it'd be fun to watch. Um, all right. So we're going to save that one for last because that's a fun question. Um, all right. So WWE programming seems to be consistent for the most part, but. I I feel like we've we've answered this one before. Um, pretty much is do we see Vince taking over creative again or is he gonna stay out of the way? Um <laughs> I feel like that was at least question. I feel like that was at least a different worded question. Yeah. Could he come back into creative or would he stay away? I feel like I feel like at least for the sake of the sale he'd stay away because he wouldn't really have a lot to argue for. Right. So I would think he'd stay away for the sake of just selling the thing, but it's Vince, though. You kind of have to still put his ego into play a little bit because he kind of can't help himself sometimes. So would I be surprised if he stays away? No. Would I be surprised if he comes back? Also, no. We're just really paranoid, aren't we? Yeah, like I said, PTSD's a bitch. We're just really paranoid. I didn't (laughs) think it was this bad, though. It is. It is this bad. It is very bad. Maybe, be, maybe because I've I grew up a Triple H fan. Triple H at the time, like the whole game thing yeah. was, he was my favorite wrestler. You know, he was my guy. Yep. You know, so I think growing up a Triple H fan, then getting NXT and seeing what he did with NXT, you know, and then you know he kind of did NXT when there was a big independent wrestling boom. Yep. So you got to see a lot of those guys from the independent wrestling scene get brought in and then you see what he's doing here with the bloodline ko Sami Zayn, and cody rhodes and all that other good stuff so i i just like i have a sense of optimism 
that Damn. a lot of people don't have apparently i wouldn't say like lack of optimism i think it's fear i think that would just like i said the fear and the paranoia would be the yeah. the two words but hopefully that will not ever come to fruition but i also would not be surprised if it did because it, it's vince you can't tell what the guy's gonna do half the time just hold out hope Yes, just have some hope. We, we promise <laughs> everything will be okay. I hope we literally, literally didn't just lie to our viewers, but our <laughs> listeners, but who knows. Um, so Jeff thinks we need Danhausen's theme for the Ass Boys to be their theme song. What do we? <laughs> what do we say to that? I agree. I agree. It's like it's the Ass Boys. Like how can you? How can you not? And that would be like maybe Dan's way of like messing with them when he can't really, you know, be in action. Right. Yeah, I think they'll figure out some good things for Dan Housen to do, even when he can't get in the ring. I hope so, because, I mean, you did it with Britt, so why can't you do it with Dan? Yeah. You'd be silly to let him just sit at home. I mean, for God's sakes, he was your biggest merch guy last year, so you kind of have to make some space for him. Yeah, I think uh, just let the surgery heal up, and then once he's out of the sling, kind of bring him in as a manager. Or hell, even have him in the sling. Why not? I don't know, you can make a joke about it or something. You never know with Dan. But uh but yes, I do agree. We need the Dan Housen ass boys theme for the guns because it's the only correct answer for uh their theme. I think anyway. Um so Stardom has another new blood show coming out on the twenty fifth. And mm-hmm. Jeff is almost positive that it'll be on YouTube if anyone like to check out the younger and uh, newer Joshi talents. So plug for yeah. the new blood show. I'm sure it'll be a fun time. I may have to check it out to see what's, uh, what's all going on. Yeah, and then we can talk yeah. about it. Yeah, I'm I'm branching out. I'm trying to consume as much different wrestling as possible. That's why I've been going back and watching a lot of old WCW. If you check out my Twitter, which I'll plug later on in the show. But I also uh, been watching a lot of ROH since they restarted, yeah. um, and they've been doing really good. So I've been wanting to branch out and check out some different wrestling. So if it's free on YouTube, free's right up my alley. Yeah, we we love the word free. Yes, we do. We love free. And all right, so the last question was technically uh, one of his middle questions, but I just liked it too much, so we're gonna we saved it for best for last. If we could cast any wrestlers. As classic movie monsters, Dracula, the Mummy, Frankenstein, Wolfman, the Invisible Man, who would we pick to fill it, fill out the roles? Ooh, I know. Interesting. Well, Demon Finn Balor for Dracula. I mean, how you could also say Dan for Dracula, honestly, like the funny version yeah. of Dracula. Yeah, he's more he's more like a because his face paint is the uh, Pazuzu demon. Yeah, uh, from from The Exorcist. Ugh, don't e- oh, don't even get me started on that movie. Oh, that's the sc- to me that's the scariest movie of all time. Talk about PTSD. <laughs> that was that, that, was, that movie uh, messed me up. Yeah, my word to the wise: don't watch it if you're like eh, eh, nine, ten, eleven at the time. Maybe don't do it. <laughs> Learn from my yep, mistake. That was my mistake. Yeah, that movie. Oh God. But uh, Ugh. who else can uh, play these? These movie monsters. Um, the Mummy, who's one that's always the, like, um, the Big Show. The Big Show <laughs> could be the Mummy. The Big Show could be the Mummy. Okay, all right, that works. Um, I think I could see McIntyre being Wolfman. Ooh, kind of for obvious reasons, looks wise. 
but yeah, he looks like a werewolf. Exactly. Feeling somebody AEW though, Invisible Man who. <sighs> Orange Cassidy. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking mm-hmm. the same thing. That fits way too well. Um, ooh, Frankenstein. Um, mm. Ah, Samoa Joe. Ooh, yeah, that's a sneaky good one. I was gonna say Gunther, but yeah, no, that one works. Gunther's a good one. Yeah, Gunther's not like, a good one. Not like slow and lumbering, but he would still be very imposing. I would think as a yeah, and it, it it seems like. They kind of just have like a one track mind for violence, you know? Yes. Yes, exactly. I, I agree with that a hundred percent. Um, who else could we, Hmm. The worst part is, is that you would love to put Malachi for one of these, but he's just even too macabre for even the classic movie, horror mm-hmm. movie, like monsters. <laughs> so he's his own character. Let's put it that way. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Which, speaking of, thank God they won on Dynamite. We were, guys, you should have seen our text messages or our DMs on Twitter <laughs> during that match. They were, we were, they, were, they were wild. We were nervous. And that's not even exaggerating. We were nervous because we're like, are they going to literally do this to us already? Yeah, and thankfully they didn't. Yeah, glad. But it, it, now it begs to see what they're going to do next. Yeah. I mean, the crowd didn't like it, but I don't care because they can deal with it. <laughs> it was the hometown crowd they'll be fine they'll move on maybe uh if not eh, you know whatever. those canadians they'll <sighs> complain about it on the internet yeah probably and they'll apologize for it afterwards <laughs> um but yeah no they they 1000 percent made the right call and having house of black retained because that just would have you could not have justified to me having them lose on dynamite at all like any explanation i would have probably called bullshit immediately so uh we're happy that the house continues to win all glory all glory to the house yes definitely for sure um i do believe that is uh all the questions really we got through them all yeah i'm double checking to make sure i don't want to have that happen um okay so we asked all and got those from jeff Got those from Jack. Got moms, got mics. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we got them all. All right. Always fun to, yeah, we, this is, uh, like I've been saying for the past couple weeks, it's been great that we've switched up the format to the show and stuck with the questions because I think people really just want to discuss things and not have Mm -hmm. us go through the robotic ways of trying to recap everything that we watch. They watch the same things. They see what's happening. They just want to get our opinions on on certain things. So I really like that we switched up the format. It works so good for the show. And if you've been listening to the show and it's your first time, thank you. Thank you very much. We can't express our gratitude any more than just saying thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, You can check out this podcast. It's available all across the board on the Internet, whether you use Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is available for your listening pleasure. All you got to do is search Ringside Rundown. And if you can't find it, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at Ringside Rundown. And we'll give you the link to the episode on a silver platter. An actual the, silver platter. The silver platter. The silver platter, but we want it back. 
Yeah, I think mom it. took it. I was going to say, I thought mom, mom's been trying to take it, but I'm trying to protect she's it. Not, as... She's not going to take it. She can't get it. I, she can't get, She she's one of the first people to know where the podcast is at. So she definitely doesn't need the silver platter. Yes, she doesn't. She just wants it just for the sake of having it. But no, <laughs> it'll stay in my possession somewhere in my apartment until someone needs it. There you go. Uh, like we said, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Ringside Rundown. And the day before we do an episode, we ask you guys to send in some questions, comments, rants, opinions on anything wrestling. Uh, we, we have what's cool about this podcast is we have a group of listeners that always sends us questions and always gives us great content to put out. Guys yep. like Jack, Mike, your mom, everybody has been involved. This Jeff. is their show. Jeff as well. This is their show as much as it is our show, but that doesn't yeah. mean you can't get in on the fun. So if you're listening to this and you want to ask a question, just hit us up on social media at Ringside Rundown and uh, look out for the tweet that says send in your questions and do it that way. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me personally, you can reach me on social media on Twitter at Wrestling Cron. That's Wrestling C-H-R-O-N for daily wrestling, I don't know, views, opinions. Like I said, I've been watching WCW Thunder for some reason. Having a lot of fun <laughs> just because. Just because, you know, as a kid, I didn't watch a lot of WCW. I was definitely a WWE guy. Growing uh, up. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm starting as I'm older. I'm appreciating this this WCW watch so far. It's got me into some of the pay-per-views. And I'm, I'm kind of wondering, hopefully, like, now that we have AEW, hopefully they can have that longevity where they go even longer than WCW. And they amass this big tape library that we can yeah. watch with later on down the road yeah i hope so i mean hell i was kind of doing that too a little while ago watching like the old uh dx stuff from back in 06 and i remember like that was what i grew up on so i thought that was like hilarious but then looking back on it i'm like yeah we can't do most of this now on tv <laughs> it was fun back then now eh, maybe not so much but yeah, yeah it was entertaining to say the least so where can they get in touch with you on social media you can find me on twitter at shailene hickson 21 and uh yeah, that's normally where I am. Either I'm suffering about the penguins not being good or talking about drag race or just drag in general, but I'm always down to talk about some wrestling too. There you go. There you have it. So definitely check out this podcast. Let us know where you think about the episode and what we could do better and definitely ask questions, be a part of it. Have some fun. It's the ringside rundown podcast. My name is Eric Vasquez and she is Shay Hickson and we are out of here. See you later guys.